Hey there, it's Danny Eney. I'm the executive producer at Miracy FM, which is the network that publishes the show you're about to listen to. In my day job, I show coaches and consultants in my Hybrid Course University program how to teach their gift through hybrid online courses. We only enroll one cohort of students into the program each year and work with them to build an online course around their expertise to create more leverage in their businesses. That enrollment is happening this month, and the doors will only be open for a few days, from May 22nd through 25th. So if you want to learn more about the program, and maybe get on the notification list so you can join when the doors open, head over to miracy.fm slash hcu. And now, on to our show. Miracy. It definitely feels like it would be a huge bummer to swing and miss, either on the strategy or execution of this campaign. Hello, I'm Cynthia Lamb, and you're listening to Behind the Launch. In this eight-episode series, we've been exploring the roller coaster ride that is a Miracy program launch. So far, the series has spanned three different launches over 18 months, and today we are now commencing with the fourth, which is the launch of the newly minted Hybrid Course University in May of 2022. A lot is on the line, as the disappointing launches of May and September of 2021 definitely took their toll, but the results of the internal launch in February of 2022 broke all expectations. So there is excitement and anticipation going into the May launch. I asked Danny Eney, Miracy's CEO, how he was feeling. I mean, cautiously optimistic, but that's how I feel going into every launch. <laughs> you know, ask me again in six weeks. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I think cautiously optimistic is like a standard stance. I think we've controlled for all the variables we can control for. We've tested a lot of things. There's lots of reason to be optimistic, but the reality is that there are things beyond our control. And I am not so obnoxious or arrogant as to believe that there is nothing beyond my ability to see or anticipate either. Hence the cautious part. When I was younger, I was more obnoxious and arrogant, and I might have had that, <laughs> that belief. And reality reminded me of my limitations. And so you know, I think you definitely want to be optimistic. In fact, as Danny says, optimism is the healthy stance, provided that it's grounded. You know, there's all this research data, truisms around the fact that, you know, pessimists are more often right, but optimists are more often successful. So, you know, better to be optimistic because it influences the outcomes, but you want to be optimistic in a grounded and humble way and hence the cautious part, right? I think things will work out well. And, you know, there's a possibility that they won't, and that would be unfortunate, but part of life. But more importantly, whether they work out well or not with this particular launch, either way, we're going to learn and grow. And, you know, this is one of many. And in aggregate, they're going to continue to improve and be good. Danny prefers to be cautiously optimistic. And as he says, he also avoids the temptation to overly analyze the launch while it's happening. If you feel like you can backseat drive your way into analyzing everything about the launch while it's still happening, I mean, you're kidding yourself, right? You're not going to know until, you know, at least several weeks later when 
The chips have all landed where they landed. You can look at all of it, chase down the data to evaluate your assumptions. And I've learned, I mean, you get a lot from the, the reception and the engagement, but there's also a lot that we're still going to learn. And, and that never ends. That's what we kind of signed up for. Danny mentioned evaluating assumptions, so I was curious to learn more about the ideas that were tested and which made the cut for this launch. When you do a launch, lots of people come in the door, right? They raise their hand to opt in for the ebook or sign up for the webinar, whatever. And some of them are very interested, right? This is something very timely and important for what's going on in their businesses and lives right now. Others, it was more of a passing curiosity. Yeah, I might be interested, like send me some stuff. I'll take a look when I have time. And your email system doesn't know the difference between one and the other. And so what is typical is that you kind of fire hose all of your messaging to everyone. And so the people who are very interested, they get all of that and it's exactly what they want and they soak it up and they're like, this is great. It's exactly what I was looking for. And they become your customers and that's great. But for a lot of people for whom it's not exactly what they're looking for right now, they're like, okay, this is way too much. I'm out. You know, I'm done. I'm unsubscribing. And so what we did a fair amount of experimentation with is kind of having two tracks going on of the launch that we put people into depending on how we see them engaging with the content. And so if you're not super engaged with the stuff we're sending you, then you'll get you know a light stream. You'll get an email every couple of days for the duration of the launch. You'll hear it's mostly free content. And only at the very end will you even know that we're selling something. You'll get some notes about that for a few days, and that's that. Whereas if you raise your hand, you're like, yes, I'm interested, I want more, it becomes much more involved. In other words, we met people where they were at the level of engagement they wanted. Agreeing with this is Tanya Kobu. She was community champion during the May 2020 and 2021 launches, and she returned to help Miracy during the May 2022 campaign. Tanya says that the offer itself also met the market where it was. I really thought that this was a compelling offer. Like this felt to me like exactly what the market needed at that time. You know, the market in general, and because I design and manage communities for a lot of different people in different sort of industries, the market is tired of the guru culture, right? They're tired of whoever the face is, right? The CEO next to the rented car, you know, talking about their lifestyle, right? We are so done and burnt out of people selling their lifestyle to us because, and, and, you know, and we're savvier. I mean, that's the gift of the pandemic is because it threw all of us online in some capacity or another, we all got smarter and more savvy. I also feel like people have naturally gotten some more realistic expectations. In this case with Danny, what I really like about Danny is He's just so what you see is what you get when you are on a live call with him. And so, you know, having the Zoom sessions really did help people see him for who he is. And when he shares testimonies, he shares them kind of all over the board. Yeah, he wants to showcase people who've had financial success, but he shows like this is a person who has writing courses for writers. And we all know writers don't like to pay a lot of money for courses because they don't actually earn a lot of money. So this was their results, which anybody who works with writers in the audience knows that's remarkable results for somebody who services writers. And so his you know, examples kind of run a full spectrum. So I felt like people saw themselves and could have kind of an accurate view of if I do the work, this is how I'm going to do it. There was also an innovative pay what you can pricing structure. 
and although this tested well, according to Tanya, it did create some anxiety for the team. A lot of conversations, you know, a lot of fear-based conversations with staff going like, well, what if nobody wants to pay more? Like, we know this is a $2,000, $3,000 program, easy. What if people only pay $500 for it? What if people only pay $550 or the bare minimum? And, you know, we get all these people, but we haven't brought in the revenue necessary to break even on the staffing required to fulfill. And at the flip side going, but gosh, isn't this a great problem to have? Apparently, the pay-what-you-can pricing structure caused some anxiety for some clients as well. I had one person who was like, you don't understand, Tanya. I am Catholic. Like, this eats away at my guilt to pay $504 for something that I know is worth $3,000. And I said, well, if it makes you feel better, you can go to confession for that. Because I was raised Catholic, so I was like, you can go to confession for that. But just... I will tell you that, yes, it is okay. You have my full permission to enroll in this program, knowing that you can only pay the minimum. And we wish the best for you. We'll find out next time how that pricing strategy worked out for Miracy. For now, it's on to the program itself that clients would be paying for. How is Hybrid Course University different from its antecedent Launch My Courses? Here's Tanya again. What I love about Miracy is its constant iteration with everything we do, right? We're always looking, how do you do it better this time than you did it last time? Okay, is it better this year than it was two years ago? So looking at, okay, so this is where people do really well in succeeding in the program. And this is kind of where they drop off. Having a program that really looked at the three phases, that's what Hybrid Course University has different than the prior program is looking at three distinct phases, creating the pilot being one phase, but then You know, the next phase, obviously, is growing your audience with the right people, the people who are perfect for that pilot that you created, where everybody tends to want to create a pilot based on the people they've already attracted. And that doesn't work so well when you're looking at scaling. And then that third phase is going, okay, we've got a pilot. It's working. We are fulfilling our promises. We are doing all the awesome stuff we say we're going to do. Okay, now we've grown our audience for people who really are a good fit for what's now probably become a full course because we've piloted it a few times. And now that we have that fit of program, that fit of audience or what Miracy likes to call offer market fit, now let's build it out and let's scale it. And what does that look like? Because it looks different for everybody. And Hybrid Course University actually takes that into consideration. So for you, scaling may mean actually just a high ticket program that's never meant to serve more than 12 people. And for me, it might mean a lower dollar course, but I want to have 200, 300, or in the case of Hybrid Course University, you know, 500 people enrolled in my cohort. I can't really go through every element of the launch and offer that was different from before, but one last feature that stood out to both Tanya and Joey Gorgi then director of operations, was the constant connection with the audience and affiliates. The main thing that we did differently was usually we have some sort of first piece of content and it's often a written sort of ebook or audiobook or PDF or something like that. And we use initial types of content like that because it's really easy for people to opt into. And then once people take that first super easy step, we then give them a second step, which is a little bit more, like it's a bit of a bigger ask. So it's often a webinar and the bigger ask is because it takes more of their time. But this time, rather than ask them 
like, hey, you got this book on this topic. Do you want to also attend a webinar on this topic? Instead, we said, basically, here's your book. Make sure to read it in the next 24 hours because someone on my team, the Marcy team, will reach out to you and basically they have something to tell you about. And then we would actually, we use a system called Connect 365, which then would be triggered and they would get an actual email from a Gmail account from Camille's Gmail account on our team. And then when they would respond to that email, they would be in direct conversation with Camille. So we had one-on-one conversations with like everyone who wanted to basically that entered the launch. And then there were, you know, not a ton, I would say maybe a dozen, although if you don't like doing webinars, a dozen does sound like a lot, but rather than doing them like a traditional webinar, which can be cold and unfeeling, Danny did them as private Zoom meetings for some of the affiliate partners who were interested in that. And then, you know, there was kind of a boot camp that we did, a two-day boot camp, and then that led into what we called it a two-day intensive. So that was for one tier of our most engaged audience members. And then everybody was invited to a three-day boot camp that ran over five days. But in all of this, and this is what I thought was really fun, is there was a training library created so that you could binge on videos that were related to creating your own online course, in this case, hybrid courses, right? That combination of coaching and a course and maybe some live delivery, maybe some pre-recorded on like a Netflix reel. Sometimes if I'm really excited about a topic, I don't want to wait a week till the boot camp, you know, and have to wait to feed my curiosity. So having those, you know, seven videos right off the bat that were available was so powerful in keeping the energy going. Bumi Patak, COO of Miracy, agrees that this launch had some unique content. And we don't just create ebooks, you know, we create like videos that people can binge watch or, you know, create quizzes and assessments and like interactive things and more interesting, just more interesting media that people, you know, would be, would be fun for people to consume. So we put a lot of thought into all the content that we created around the launch based on the launch strategy that we outlined. That content prompted great questions and a lot of emails. Here's Tanya. As the person who's kind of, you know, the lead community champion here. So I'm making sure that everybody is really well cared for. We've got great response time and answers to our questions. It brought in interesting questions throughout the phase. So there really wasn't a lull between launch events like there oftentimes is. A lot of times it's like a thousand emails in one day and crickets for four days. We didn't have that. We had a pretty steady flow of, you know, I think we probably peaked at about 500 emails in a day, but at our lowest, we were still doing a good 200. Those emails led to some very late nights, especially during the five-day boot camp. It felt, personally, it felt like I was constantly playing catch-up. Like, I, I felt like I went to bed barely even, and I woke up behind. And then the, that night, I'd go to bed barely scraping by, breaking even, and then waking up behind. So I heard stories of like people staying up until 3 a.m. answering emails. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So um, I'm the Pacific time zone. Most of Miracy's staff, or at least most of the staff I work with, I should say, is Eastern time zone. So yeah, so I was doing a lot of nights, midnight, I was finishing between 10 p.m. and midnight, and that meant our East Coast staff were between midnight and 3 a.m. We use a, an inbox management system, like a ticketing system. I would go in there, and there'd be you know, 70 
unanswered emails. Okay, great. So then I would go to start answering emails and two hours would go by and I would have 77 unanswered emails. You know, and then when I'd hit about eight o'clock at night and I still couldn't get us under 70, then I'd bring in reinforcements and <laughs> say, is there any way you can help me out? Because I just, I would like to get to zero before we go to bed, even though we knew, because we have a global audience, East Coast people are probably in bed, but our Australian audience and our New Zealand audience and, and our folks in India, they're just, you know, starting to wake up. And so then you would get that next wave of emails coming in. I could have just worked for 24 hours straight and just kept things level. Joey Gorgie also had a lot of late nights as she was responsible for the overall execution of the launch. Given this, I was curious how she was feeling. So I asked her. Like every once in a while, I like wish I had handled something better or like someone will point out something or whatever, like something will make, will trigger me to make me feel like, oh, I suck at this. Like this is what, you know, I should be better at this. And now lately when I've had those moments, I've been like, no, no, like I literally don't know anyone in the world who can do this better than me. I'm good at this. Like I can do this. I've been training people to do this now for a couple of years and they're really good at it too. Like this is something I'm good at. It's it's just that the stakes are so high. It's the pace and the stakes are high. So I don't think it'll ever be like totally relaxed. Joey is about to mention Marioline, who is our incoming director of operations. As Joey explains, a big part of the job is creating contingencies so that nothing goes wrong. Marilyn has an expression that's, she's from the Netherlands, so I guess this is an expression there where it says like you're blowing into yogurts. Like yogurt's not hot. You don't have to blow on it before you eat it. But like, just to be safe, maybe we should blow on yogurt sort of thing. So that's like what some of these things are. It's like you've created all these contingencies and it's like, okay, well, if they're on this list, but I can also make another version of the list based on this criteria. And then like, if somehow their HubSpot isn't populating this list properly, maybe they'll populate this list properly. I'll make this one a static list so that it's not based on the same sort of types of functions that this other list would be. It's just as much as we can, like trying to make it that nothing can go wrong, which I actually think we've done a good job at this launch. Like we've done a lot of new stuff and none of it has like knock on wood, but none of it has really gone wrong yet. And there were a lot of opportunities. There were a lot of places where things could have gone wrong and and we haven't had that happen. So I'm feeling pretty good about that aspect of the launch. I love that expression, blowing into yogurts. And with Marioline at the helm of operations, I'm guessing we'll be hearing it a lot more at Miracy. Since you may be wondering, Joey left Miracy to help launch a new startup. She'll be back in episode eight, but I think now's the time to say that we are grateful to her and wish her well. And we certainly have no doubt that she will continue to do great things in life, just like she did for Miracy. Speaking of episode eight, be sure to catch that last episode of this series next week when we learn if Miracy finally hit it out of the park or if we're dusting off our knees after another disappointing round. I'm Cynthia Lamb and you've been listening to Behind the Launch. Behind the Launch is part of the Miracy FM podcast network which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Making It. I wrote and produced this episode. 
Jeff Govertson created order out of the interviews. Andrew Chapman provided a second ear, and Danny Eaney is our executive producer. To make sure you don't miss great episodes coming up on Behind the Launch, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please give us a starred review. It is the best way to help us get these ideas out there to more people. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Danny Eaney, executive producer of Mira CFM and lead instructor of the Hybrid Course University. If online courses might be a part of your business plan for this year, you'll be interested to know that from May 22nd through 25th, we're enrolling into the new AI edition of the Hybrid Course University. And we're offering the entire program on a pay-what-you-can basis, so you set the price that feels right to you. If you want to check out the details and maybe get on the notification list so you can join when the doors open, head over to miraseat.fm slash hcu.